Hey, what's up, everybody? It is July 1st, the first day of the quarter. <laughs> and welcome, yeah. back. welcome back to Data's Calling. I'm Mary. And we have I'm Claire and I have a new mic. Yes. <laughs> Big news on the pod. We now have mics. Your ears won't be bleeding. We are on one now. So we're so excited. It's the first day of July. And we just want to thank everyone for all the support on last week's episode. We're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to talk about what you want us to talk about. And please keep sending us in your feedback because we just want to keep getting better. And we wanted to start off this week kind of explaining our segments um, and really getting into it. So we last week you heard we started off with the hotline. We really just want to highlight all the viral moments that are happening between in the week between these episodes that we record. We want to point out specific moments where sponsors, athletes, teams, brands, everybody took advantage of their platform on digital and really show how people use digital to grow brands and audiences. Um, and then next we will have missed calls, rang, rang, where ring, we're going to miss point out the missed op- sponsorship opportunities, but really just opportunities in the world of sponsorships on digital and social. So really, you know, who's out there that deserves a sponsorship? How can we give them, you know, a platform and get hype them up? Yeah, what um, are these brands we'll be- sleeping on? Yeah, exactly. And we're going to be using our audience data, our logo AI, our audience affinities tools and everything to help like show you how Zoom can help highlight these opportunities for people. Um, And then, yeah, I guess really buckle up because this is going to be a data heavy episode. Get your brains on people. Um, This is supposed to be like a quick little thing to help you guys just kind of stay in the loop, especially because social media is so insane. Um, Whether you live on social media all the time or you just use it for work or whatever, it is really hard to keep up. Um, So we don't want this to be like an hour and a half of us covering absolutely everything that happened. That's why we are now once again asking you (laughs) to send us what you want to see. If we can cater this to the people that are actually listening it's going to be a much better experience for all of us. And then that way, Mary and I have some direction that will cure our ADHD and our excitement about everything that goes on in our Twitter feeds. I sent Mary a text at like 1.30 AM of, hey, did you see this TikTok? And can we talk about it? <laughs> she was like, girl, go to bed. Passion. Um, it's just, we need, we need, we need your help, please. Um, but that talking about our segments and talking about our data, we did run into um, some confusion today on Twitter somebody replied to a repost of our uh, Mississippi State post and said, um, what the F is an impression? (laughs) So without further ado, we're going to take you to class real quick. And we're going to tell you what we define them as at Zoom so that when you guys see any of our social posts or you hear um, Amir or any of our kind of, um, what are they? Executives (laughs) talking on a panel or anything like that, or any of our Zoom like I'm going to call them personalities, even though they're just employees on Twitter, tweeting things out. Um, We're going to let you know what they're talking about. So impressions is the number of times the content was seen. So that's just a number of times that that content was delivered to a unique feed. Um, The kind of further more in-depth version of that is engagements, 
which is the total number of interactions, such as a like, a retweet, um, now a quote tweet, anything like that on all posts um, so that we've collected and searched in our platform. <clears throat> so engagements are more of more value. I think we, we place a, a heavier value on engagements at Zoomf just because that meant that it didn't just show up on a unique feed. Somebody took the time to click on it or read it or watch the video um, or retweet it or share it. So it, you definitely want engagements. Uh, Amir has a saying for this. Amir, I'm sorry, Slack me what you're saying is, um, but it's something like, what is it, Mary? It's like- Attention is currency. Yes, engagements is currency. Yes, 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 yes. Yep, and niches get riches. So both of those are TM, Amir Zanozi. And then our social value is we use um, CPMs, CPEs, and CPVs um, to kind of create a statistical regression of sorts that our genius backend developers and Vicky Castro <laughs> uh, come up with and put together so that we can actually put a monetary value onto the social interactions that you're getting and the, the content that you're putting out there, which is what a lot of our clients focus mostly on is how much money are they making via social specifically. Value. And we talked about this last time is like, this is what we're here to show is the value behind social that hasn't always been told before this story that that these posts are valuable and attention is valuable yeah but yeah, yeah. claire dropping the facts the encyclopedia facts. i had to write a whole thesis on those three so seriously if you have any questions let me know <laughs> i'll probably forward you here. to somebody else but if you have any questions let me know i should know them Mississippi I did State fans, we got you. <laughs> Mississippi State fans, my Oma dogs. Um, we have you. Don't worry. Keep asking us questions. Yes, we will have your back. But that's our intro. Thanks for coming back. If you're new here, welcome. We love you already. Don't forget to harass us on Twitter with what you want to hear. And I think I think I think they will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. This week's hotline, baby. Hey, So this week's hotline, <laughs> we start off with something huge, a rebrand by the Victoria's Secret. Who would have ever thought this, this day would have actually have come? Not my sixth grade self wearing those yoga pants. Not me watching Harry Styles sing for their Victoria's Secret fashion show in 2017. <laughs> not, not those. Not bugs. Kendall Jenner. <laughs> people are people are happy about it people are mad about it but we just thought it was super interesting how they chose a lineup basically of new influencers if you haven't seen it um Victoria's Secret has gotten rid of the angels and now has chosen a multitude of different influencers to be on their team um and we kind of were like hmm I wonder what kind of process went into picking these people so what did we do we went into their audience on social yes we did so our platform has this amazing feature where we can give you kind of demographic and affinity 
Why can't yeah, I audience that? affinity data. <laughs> audience affinity. Thank you, Mary. Um, <clears throat> where we can just kind of take a deeper dive into the people that follow you on Twitter and the people that are in the conversation about you on Twitter. So we did, we created an audience based off of just people who follow um, the Victoria's Secret handle. And what we found was um, that majority of their audience is female, which is interesting because kind of the whole point of the rebrand was because the brand itself was made through the male gaze to appeal to men and what men want in that sector of fashion. Um, so it's cool to see that already their female interest in the brand outweighs the male interest in the brand. So they're already on track with this rebrand to um, get into that female gaze. But out of the audience that uh, follows Victoria's Secret on Twitter, 34% of them are interested in sports, which is cool because tying that back in, they have Eileen Gu and Megan Rapinoe as two of their new influencers. And at first, Mary and I were like, where do the athletes tie into this? Just because yeah. they kind of seem separate to us. Um, but then we saw this data and we were like, oh, that's why they're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously yeah. also with Megan Rapino representing kind of like the LGBTQ plus community too. All of these influencers have something outside of why they're famous as to why they're there. Yeah. Um, whether it's beauty or body positivity or sports or what kind of communities they represent, um, which is really cool. We forgot to mention that earlier. We're like in on this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so we we were seeing like, oh, okay, this makes sense. There's opportunity for growth within those fandoms in the sports world, but it's already like trickled in. So you like Victoria's Secret could see that there was an opportunity there. Yeah. So they're either trying to grow that sports, um, demographic or they're just trying to please that sports demographic we'll see with what kind of content they have Eileen Mm -hmm. and Megan put out will definitely kind of help us answer that question but yeah Victoria's Secret just finally finally coming out of like the 1950s (laughs) the early 2000s which were yeah the early 2000s which we're pumped about I think that's cool I'm excited to see where it goes but obviously there are a lot of other brands that kind of beat them to the punch so it's gonna be a yeah it's an uphill battle for them yeah 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 we're gonna we're gonna see some some hands on site I think between some of these brands yeah competition man (laughs) (laughs) next up on our hotline the Oma dogs Your (laughs) your college world series champs Mississippi State let's go boys I'm I'm pumped about this because Personally, I didn't want Vanderbilt to win. I mean, they've won Personally. a lot. They've, they've won a they've lot. Won. And like, a lot. did they just walk into the championship weekend? Yes. Yes. They did. And I mean, I think Mississippi State really brought something to this championship where a lot of people that haven't watched the College World Series in the past were watching. And there was like more amp amplification around it and just I felt like overall more people were paying attention for some reason I think for the um, first time in a long time and we yeah see a lot with baseball is that they're kind of trying to figure out who their audience is now because mm-hmm. for they for so long were their audience was like the boomer and the gen x yeah. and now as we see obviously those generations gradually phase out of sports to see this much hype around a college world series uh, has to be super refreshing for, for the baseball world community. Yeah, for sure. So we really 
we've been following it all week and we really looked at just the social kind of implications that Mississippi State got from winning the championship. Um, and so we literally just looked at the last three days. So June 28th to today, July 1st, at the owned and earned content that they were that were attributed to Mississippi. And we saw over almost 24,000 organic posts mentioning them. Um, that, that was a lot. over 69 million impressions, almost 500,000 engagements, and then a social value of 1.4 million. And what search and terms did we do that with, Mary? Let them know what search yeah, terms. I'll tell you the search terms. Well, let us know. Because that's important. At, and I think that's at that Hill State <laughs> Baseball. State baseball, and then also posts that contained Mississippi State or hashtag Hill State or hashtag Oh My Dogs. <laughs> I I can't get enough of that hashtag. I instead oh of saying my Oh My dogs. God now, I might say Oh My Dogs. Oh My Dogs. Do you guys have it on a T-shirt? I'm talking to you, Mississippi State. <laughs> Do we have? Excuse me. Excuse me. Do we have? <laughs> Do we have Oma Dogs on a t-shirt? Because if so. I think those people have it probably everywhere. Tattooed. I, I, <laughs> I want it on a hat. I think I want like a. Bumper sticker. A bump, an Oma Dogs bumper sticker. I've never been to Mississippi. And you know <laughs> that I will yeah. have an Oma Dogs bumper sticker. Like that's coming. But I think like what we're seeing from like those numbers that I just saw was like how engaged their fans are. And probably yeah. because I know they're like more of a football school, I guess some might say. Yes. That that the everyone's first inclination is the football team mm -hmm. would get this kind of value, this kind of engagement, this kind of impressions. Yeah. But it crosses over to yeah. these other teams. I think I even saw that there were some <clears throat> like students waiting outside of Omaha for like hours to get tickets. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. You don't Their see that unless it's a Duke out. and UNC basketball game. Like that, that doesn't yeah. happen a lot in college athletics anymore. And maybe because well, I don't know. Dak Prescott was there and like showed up at the championship and then went into the like locker room after and was like hyping the boys up for winning. And Wait, like, that's, that's really just funny. good content. Like, that you know, content. the football fans. It's like just, Odell like, Beckham die hard. LSU. Remember when exactly. Odell Beckham was like, exactly. play neck. I will, I will pay your fine, play neck. Exactly. So they were just like hyped by that's him, so by cool. everyone. And that's just like really good content, honestly, on the social person's It is. Side. Oh, fantastic job. Speaking of these student athletes having a lot of attention on them, it's NIL day, baby. So let's talk about what the new College World Series champions should be thinking about with their name, image, and likeliness. Just like we did for Victoria's Secret, we looked at the Mississippi State, people who follow at Hale State. So that's their main athletic department handle on Twitter. We looked into that audience and we dug around in their affinities. So um, we wanted to look at what quick service restaurants that these, this fan base has an affinity for, um, just because in my brain, college athletes and quick service restaurants should go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's what I mo mostly ate from in college, um, was quick service restaurants. 
uh, until I got my own house, obviously. Mom, don't yell at me. I didn't just only eat fast food the whole time I was in college. Um, but <laughs> but we want to show you guys the top, we'll do the top five uh, quick service restaurants that this audience has an affinity for. Coming in at number one is Starbucks, um, which is really cool because I think at this point, almost every college has a Starbucks on campus. Yeah, um, true. So that's a really cool way that any of these boys can be tying into these brands that uh, their fan base obviously loves. Number two is Wendy's. Number three is Chick-fil-A. Number four is Subway. And number five is McDonald's. Mary and I were talking about this earlier. We're pretty sure that there's some weird tie between baseball and Subway. And we can't put our, we can't put our tongue on it. But I do feel like baseball players love Subway. That's I think just so. my take. That's maybe it's hot, maybe it's cold, but who knows? But also let's get let's get these boys f- like flurries right after the game or whatever they're called. Frosties. <laughs> Sorry, I don't go to Wendy's often. <laughs> yeah. Get those boys literally a frosty in hand when they are on the field. Like I think of baseball and ice cream. I think of that. Like, it happens in the summer, especially as they go into their summer ball leagues. Yeah, get these I mean, boys with some ice cream in their hands. And we were joking earlier. Get them an Oma dog. A get hot them an dog Oma dog, please. With the fixins. Please. <laughs> I'm begging for an Oma dog. I so don't even Sonic care QSR. Is, but it's a little bit further down. As it. Sonic, we know you have those crazy hot dogs. I, w- I would love the team rolling up in their team bus in a Sonic commercial ordering Oma dogs. <laughs> I mean, come on. That would be amazing. And all the boys get some money from it. The program gets some money from it. They go win college world series because those boys are funded. They are in their bag. They get to, yeah. you know, and we were also joking around and saying like, after the super bowl, Disney, they say, I'm going to Disney world. These boys can say I'm going to Wendy's. (laughs) I was trying to think if there's like a, Hey Claire, you just won the college world series. What are you going to do now? (laughs) I'm going to Wendy's. I'm getting a four for four. Me and the boys, we're getting a four for four. <laughs> you get number four on the Mississippi baseball team. We joke about this stuff, but watch, it'll come but true. I hope it does because, um, oh, humble plug. Our boy, Robert Linder. If you guys don't follow him on Rob. Twitter, Rob. He is Worldwide all- Rob. Rob. <laughs> Our guy, Rob, he's also a part of the Zoom marketing team. And I'm pretty, he posted a lot of really good content today of, um, I think it was the OU quarterback. Yeah. Who, who got his first deal. He's been, he's been on NIL day, I think since like 9am this morning, the first tweet from Rob came out. So if you want to see some more stuff about that using our analytics, go follow Rob, go give him a, a like a retweet, subscribe, to, yeah. <laughs> subscribe to Rob Linder and NIL day at Robert Linder. 34, 34. Yeah. I mean, he was coming out with the numbers and the man was we waiting. were talking about these audiences. He was checking those audiences <laughs> twice. Big shout out to big Rob. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. Okay. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um, yep. Ooh, this is the one I'm the most excited for. Yes. MK times Team USA times Skims times undergarments. Let's talk about it. Loungewear, baby. Loungewear. I hit that note. Crush it. <laughs> you have to keep that in. <laughs> the pipes. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. Kim K skims. Yes. IOC literally Team USA. drop of the century unexpected by I think literally everyone like everyone on the Twitter feed was like oh whoa I was like did Kim, K get, did Kim K get hacked is this Chris Jenner doing the devil's work I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm sure that momager had this on her calendar for months she was like you know what yeah. Tokyo 2020 I almost said 2022 2021 baby we ain't there yet so like unlike Mary, this made no sense to me. <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what is going on here? Because the IOC is known for being very traditional, very unorthodox, sticking to the Nikes, the McDonald's, the Wheaties of the world. The Ralph Lauren. The, oh, true. The Ralph Lauren. Um, so I was like, whoa. They chose of all people too. Like they, they, they went full chest into this. They were like, "We're gonna be unorthodox. We're gonna be unorthodox. Yeah, unorthodox. And crazy. we're gonna not only go for a brand that we've never gone for before, but we're gonna do Kim K, America's sweetheart, <laughs> an icon in like, the United States of America. Every obviously everybody in the world knows who Kim K is. So like riding off that coattail, amazing. But I was like very confused by it until, drumroll please. We looked into the audience data. So another cool thing our audience analytics can do is we can pull two different audiences and kind of compare them against each other. Yeah, a crossover, so, some might say. A Venn diagram of sorts. Yeah, yeah. We, that was, we crushed that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so we took the, we made an Olympics audience, which was anybody that follows the Olympics handle and Team USA. And we compared it to a Skim slash Kim K audience, which yep. is anybody who follows Skims and anybody who follows Kim K. And we yep. compared them against each other. And this is when it started to make sense to me from a sponsorship standpoint, even though I'm sure it hit many other people before than me. <laughs> the um, Olympics audience is 1.3 times more male than the Skims audience. <clears throat> So the skims audience is obviously more female. So what we're seeing here is that maybe the IOC saw that gap and they were like, we need more women in on being excited about the Olympics or the sponsorships we have. So they went for skims. What we're also seeing is that the Olympic audience is over indexing for Gen X and baby boomers. So they're, they're an older crowd mm-hmm. and skims has. So skims doesn't have as strong of a Gen X and a baby boomer following on um, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do have skims is they have, um, a big millennial and a big Gen Z following. They actually, um, are way outperform the Olympics for Gen Z. So yeah. we're thinking this was more of a find the holes and fill them sponsorship rather than a jumping on what's already going on. Mm-hmm. Sponsorship. And it's a happy marriage because one side where one side is lacking, the other has and vice versa. So I think that's what a lot of people look for in a sponsor, a partnership is where your whole, you can fill each other's gaps. And I think that's what we're seeing is happening in this kind of random, what we thought partnership. Yeah. As well as the female athletes on the Olympic team are some of the most followed people in America. And they are a league of influencer of their own. 
and fashion icons they've just grown immensely in every industry culture into sports exactly and so we can only imagine why kim k would be like i want asia wilson wearing my stuff she's as tall as a model she's gorgeous i want alex morgan like these are beautiful people that are also super athletic that are also super smart also activists and also have great audiences. So it's like, it, it's, it's a no brainer for Kim K and Skims, but it's also cool that Team USA let that happen, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, like, I just never, I, don't I know would have loved to be like in the, a fly on the wall in those Who meetings. thought of it? Did they go to her or did Kim K go to them? I don't know. Yeah. Did, did Chris go to the <laughs> But, and I mean, obviously that family has a lot of ties to athletes. Yeah. It's not a surprise to anyone. So maybe that was something that, um, influenced it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like, when I saw it, well, at first I thought it was just an Asia, <laughs> just for Asia. Yeah. Wilson. I saw yes. her tweet before anybody else's. And it was so funny that she was like, Me too. LOL, I probably should have explained to my parents what Skims was <laughs> yes, before announcing this to the world. But that <laughs> literally goes into what we were just saying with the audience demo. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that like that's what needs to be happening is the parents and the parents have to figure it out, have to figure out what skims is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So interesting. Yep. We just answered our own question, but I did think it was just for Asia Wilson. I was so excited for her. I was like, that's actually insane. Yeah. And then I saw it was team USA and I was like, that's still insane. But also now I'm confused for a little bit. Well, but then I was I like, where can I buy there. this? <laughs> yeah. Like I had never thought about, uh, and I, this is why you do it. I had never thought about giving business to skims. No, and me neither. Like, maybe I want some Team USA stuff. Me too. From yep. there. And that's how they're bringing in a different audience of sports fans. Mm-hmm. It, I think we will see a lot of athletes like on Instagram Live or mm-hmm. um, little things like that. Maybe maybe Kim K and an athlete are going to do an Instagram Live or a TikTok Live from Olympic Village where Kim's just like phoning in. That's, that's true. Together. That's some yeah. together stuff right there. I think like you're so right is that they're going to have to be using that platform now more than ever because there's no domestic fans allowed and things like that. True. True. Yeah. I think like, that'll be something we're obviously plug. We're obviously tracking team USA top athletes, everybody. So I think it'll be really interesting to see the sorts of engagement, but also like organic posts that are coming from these athletes during this time. Yeah. We'll I feel like it'll that. be treated more as like a micro and micro influencer too, where instead mm-hmm. of it being an ad, they're just kind of like, Oh, didn't see you there. I'm in my skims, you know? Yeah. Or it's <laughs> like, it'll, I think it'll be a, like, a new kind of on that new wave of advertising where instead of throwing it in your face, it's like, right. oh, Wow. Was that an ad? Did I just get, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like very organic, like Mm-hmm. even during like the pandemic when Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird would go on Instagram live and just talk, which I miss. I that. think it's going to do like that again. That. I know. I'm missing Megan Rapinoe wine drunk with sunglasses on indoors. I really do. No. No. Meg, Sue, come on the pod. We'll let you drink <laughs> wine and you can keep your sunglasses on and I would let them do whatever anything. you want. <laughs> Literally whatever you want. You guys, we wouldn't even have to talk about data. I'm not kidding. Like, like a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have a focused topic, but we just want to shout it out. 
we talk a lot at Zoom and you, you'll see it from any of our handles that like you have to do something new, something out there, get people's attention and put a lot of thought and effort behind your activations. Well, let me tell you, our friends at Angel City FC, chefs kiss, chefs freaking kiss. These kids, these crazy kids hid their crest from us for a very long time, are now teasing the crest, going back, retweeting their old tweets about it. And then they split it into 5,000 NFTs and announced that you can buy those NFTs on a clubhouse. That's the future. But literally. Like- <laughs> they're, living in, they're living in 2030. <laughs> I don't know, like maybe, maybe Alexis Ohanian has like a time machine that we all don't know about. And he's like taking the investor group in and out of it, but you got amazing. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Like if the you YouTube launch, the original song created for the YouTube launch, which we were told today, you can listen to on Spotify and Apple um, music. You can, li- you can literally just listen yes. to it whenever you want. You don't have to wait for a game day. Love our friends at Angel City FC. You guys did a fantastic job. We couldn't talk about a hotline without talking about you guys merging NFTs with a crest launch, with community outreach, with a absolutely beautiful crest. Um, well yeah. done. Literally uh, talk about knowing their audience. They know them to a literal T. We know why they know. <laughs> it's called Zoom. <laughs> and we tell them everything about you guys. That's our hotline for the week. We would love to have our hotline next week be full of things that you guys thought of um please 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 the sports we're not even talking about that you guys are super interested in yeah let us know that's our hotline thanks for calling in (laughs) moving on to our second segment missed calls hello no one is available to take your call please leave a message after the tone so last week you guys all know that we were talking about christina clemens USA track star who in the trials wore a pair of dangly Dorito earrings. And we were joking when we said, put that woman on a bag of Doritos. Were we joking? I mean, (laughs) was I joking when I said that? (laughs) I mean, we meant it, but did we think it would be taken for real? No. She got out there on her platform she got the fans behind her and we talked about it it happened they the put her on a bag of doritos i <laughs> was so happy for her that is so exciting yes people always ask me what i would have done if i didn't win i guess we'll never know miss clemens i guess we'll never know because you won girlfriend that is so Just call me cool ranch clemens story. thank you doritos this is amazing they put her on a, a custom bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and talked about, like, put inspiring quotes on it. Yeah, no, they tweet. had like a, a whole moment with it. She tweeted it at Doritos, tagged Doritos, got 9,000 likes, like over 1.5 thousand retweets. Like mm. this woman was in it. Like, you know what I just she, thought of? What? She should get a Taco Bell sponsorship. Doritos Locos Tacos. I mean, I can only imagine what she's doing next. No, I mean, like, I mean, like she's, she's a brilliant already- mind. So that's where we're heading, like with her creativity. That you can wear dangly earrings that have a bag of Doritos on them. It's just, I just feel like there's so much she could do. I mean, like this is something no bad. one will forget. 
like now guess what people are gonna watch her race and know like that's who she is and be like I need to watch her race yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just awesome and so we need to keep time stamping our episodes. So when we call stuff, yeah, we, we, call that. we forgot to time stamp it. I'm telling you, Scouts Honor, we did not jump the gun on that. We called it three days before it happened. Mary sent me, <laughs> I was coaching a lacrosse game and I looked down at my phone <laughs> and I have a text from Mary in all caps. Oh my God, you called it. <laughs> And I was like, I need these little girls to stop playing so I can tweet about this. I was this. literally <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. And that's the power of creative minds and data mixing it up. Yeah. In December, Nikki, our other coworker, and I ran an audience on Naomi Osaka for like luxury brands. Cause we were like, she's a fashionable woman. Like she knows what she's doing. Yes. And we saw that her audience was like, had a super high affinity for Louis Vuitton and we tweeted out about it and guess what a couple months later she signed that contract inked it Louis V not so humble brags (laughs) not a missed call by us (laughs) we never miss calls that's why we pick up we pick up okay want you guys to understand the importance of what your, what data does for you. A lot of these things, obviously that's an easy sell to an Olympian, like an Olympian wears Dorito earrings. I don't really think you need data to back that up mm-hmm. but for smaller things, especially on these, for these NILs with these, uh, student athletes, or maybe the, um, what's the word I'm looking for sports leagues that don't have as much hype as the big four, things like that. That's when data like comes like micro in. influencers, smaller brands, mm-hmm. Just, just even showing what Rob showed today about these football players and random Southern iced tea brands and their indexes are in the forties. Like we don't see that a lot. Like, so really getting in and knowing your audience and knowing your athletes audience and seeing the opportunities there is amazing. And that's all we're trying to do with this podcast. And super pumped for these student athletes. Um, Joe Burrow had a really good tweet about it earlier. He was like, especially for the kids that aren't scholarships and are working part-time jobs outside of athletics, this could be huge for them. That's our podcast for this week. Yeah. Thanks everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Don't Don't forget, forget. follow at Robert Linder 34, follow Nikki Scott, follow Murphy underscore CM, follow MF Ireland. I always say it wrong. 10. (laughs) True. Follow Zoom. yeah, check Zoom out on Twitter. You'll see all of us on there. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and well, Spotify. We're on thinking. there. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We love doing this. We love having you here. We hope you're enjoying it. Please, yeah. by all means, be as much of a part of this podcast as you can. We would love to have this be a more of a community. Um, and we'll see you next Monday, July. Ooh. I don't know what the date of next Monday will be, but today is July 5th. We hope you guys had a great weekend celebrating. Talk to you next time.